Hi, this is Andy Crawshaw from the Game Plan Podcast, where we'll be discussing functional fitness, health, well-being, and becoming your best version. If you're looking to perform at your best in the gym, on the competition floor, or in just everyday life, listen in with Carter Douglas, the creator of the Game Plan, and myself. Hey guys, this is Carter Douglas. We'll be discussing topics and strategies that you can put to practice right away to build long-term habits for life. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Game Plan Podcast. Today, we are going along with the theme of the Super Online Qualifier, which is for the AFFF, Aussie Throwdown, and the Masters HQ Qualifiers. I'm sure you guys who are following along with this one, not the podcast, but the actual workouts, would have noticed that there's been a bit of an extension on the time on the um, submission dates for workouts three and four, and now five and six, which have all been released. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more on workouts five and six. So submission date, just for you guys to um, get a hold of that information now, it is now the 15th, 15th of April, I believe, for both workout test three, four, and five, six. Yeah, that's what I do believe, what, by what I read anyway. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. We're going to try not to talk about the, the thing happening right now in current affairs, just because it's just... It's overblown. So. Just to bring some positivity into your life. We'll yeah. talk about working out and having fun instead. Exactly. Um, and with these tests right here, uh, you have all the time to do these at home, in quarantine. You don't have to worry about this whole thing going outside in the real world. Go ahead and, and do your best in test five and six, which we'll be talking about today. So test five is the gymnastics endurance. And Carter, I believe that your past history is actually in gymnastics. Uh, back in the day, yeah, I probably walked into CrossFit with a definite, definitely a bit more of a love for gymnastics than lifting a barbell. How long were you doing gymnastics for? That's a good question. You're probably going to be better <laughs> off asking uh, my mother that one because I just remember I got uh, pretty bored with it pretty fast and that was just purely due to the program that we're in. But when I was doing it initially, there was a lot of love there and then just fell out of the passion. Oh, okay. Well, it's good that at least it applies to CrossFit like pretty strongly here, especially in Test 5, because uh, actually, could you read out the workout? Because I actually forgot it. Yeah. So the workout for the gymnastics endurance test, which is workout number five, is 200 air squats. So sorry, guys. This is the full workout, the non-scaled version. We've got 200 air squats, uh, 90 ring rows. That's right. 80 sit-ups, 100 air squats. Sorry guys, the sit-ups are butterfly sit-ups. 100 air squats, 45 pull-ups, 40 toes to bar. There you go. Um, it's a pretty good workout. But for yourself, Carter, like in this workout, what generally would you feel is the most intimidating part of it? So when you look at this workout, for the majority of humans, I think it's actually a very well-written workout. I know I said this a lot about last week's workouts. I'm just a fan of all the workouts so far. But when you look at this one, We've got the air squats, the ring rows, the sit-ups, and then the air squats again. 
those after those four movements there is a tie break time that is almost like one half of the workout and then the workout gets a little bit more complex a little bit more difficult you've got the pull-ups and the toes to bar after that for some people who don't quite have many pull-ups or many toes to bar this may be a sprint to get past that second set of air squats which you know get a good tie break time and then just chip away or maybe even maybe get your first uh pull-up But for others, others who are a bit more competent with the pull-ups and toes to bar, you'd hope that the sit-ups and the ring rows are not as much of a focus for those guys. They're going to be able to move quickly through there, but then still really try and push those last two movements. I think the majority of this workout, for the people trying to actually qualify, their effort should be put into that final, uh, what is it, 85 reps. So on the pull-ups and on the toes to bar, that is where your biggest bang for your buck is. Yeah, let's let's look in terms of trying to pace this workout the most appropriate way. How with your clients, if they were going to attempt this, how would you prescribe a I guess a breakup strategy? Yeah. So if you look at this workout, if you wrote it down on paper and looked at it, you've got the two hundred air squats and then you've got the hundred air squats. In between those that two hundred, that hundred, you've got the ring rows and then the toes uh, sorry, ring rows and then the sit-ups. Looking at those two, you've got the pull. And then you've got the uh, the flexion of the abdominals. Then, as soon as you've done the 100 air squats, you then again have the pull in the pull-up and then the flexion of the abdominals in the toes to bar. Mm. So you are literally doing what you would probably see in normal uh, gym classes. You would see the scaled options completed first and then you're completing the RX, let's say, just for lack of better wording, the RX uh, versions of it after that second set of air squats. So... A lot of people are going to be looking at this on being like, 45 pull-ups, 45 toes bar, that's all right. Or thinking, yeah, I can smash out ring rows, I can smash out sit-ups. But they are going to be a little bit hindered there because you have done 90 reps of a pull beforehand. You have done mm. 80 reps of uh, a flexion of the abdominals beforehand. So that is going to make it a little bit tougher there. So that's definitely something you need to take into account. Yeah. Just, just before I forget... Going into a gymnastics endurance test, what really are they trying to test, I guess, for the athlete? Yeah. So, obviously, I'm speaking from a generalist term here. I don't know what uh, the programmer, Raw Strength and Conditioning slash Bobby D, was thinking specifically with this one. But as a whole, with all six tests, the reason why these six tests are chosen in the order that they are in is generally due to because that tests a very big variety of uh, the sport of fitness. Not necessarily fitness as a whole, but the sport of fitness. So that is why all of these tests are chosen. I'm pretty sure we went into what the tests were last week, and we can go into that one a little bit more soon. But the gymnastics endurance more specifically, when it comes to the gymnastics modality of CrossFit, it is a big one. It is one that you know we spend a lot of time doing. We spend a lot of time actually moving our own body weight. There's multiple ways you can do so. You can do that for maximal strength or skill. You know, the real complex movements like we saw the candlestick to squat last week, which was the gymnastics skill test. You know, you could do a weighted pull-up for the maximal strength. The gymnastics endurance, you need to be able to test how fast or how many reps you can do before that fatigue does set in. So when it comes to energy systems, obviously this workout is quite a long one so this workout is going to be a lot more aerobic than something like if it was a sprint where it'll be real anaerobic and with gymnastics endurance whenever we hear the word endurance we generally ear towards the word aerobic anyway when it comes to pure energy systems 
right. Yeah. We're looking at 19 minutes for this one as well. Yeah. Will people finish this? I already know of a few people who have finished it, but trust me, they're not absolutely crushing this one looking like sub 10 or anything like that. If someone does, kudos to them. You're going to be, you have to be moving here. So I've seen a few people and they're, they're starting to get pretty close to that cap, but definitely been seeing a few people finish it. Nice. What's the worst thing someone can do walking into this workout? Not warm up. Just not warm up? Yeah. Okay. If, I mean, this one, 200 air squats could be a solid warm up, but trust me, you get onto those ring rows, I'm sure we've tried them before. The standard isn't too bad here today, but as soon as you get halfway through those ring rows, your biceps are blowing up bad. You do a few sit-ups, mm. your abdominals are blowing up bad. Try to do a pull-up after that. You're going to have a bad time. 80 ring rows is a lot of ring rows for anyone, really. Yeah, so. 90 ring rows, but yes, it oh, is a 90? lot. Yeah, oh, 90? Yeah, uh, because I guess we look at this workout as these are very simple movements, standard, basically. You don't normally see them in open workouts, no. not at this capacity. So it might be a little bit, in, um, won't be uh, intimidating for the, I guess, RX athlete straight away. Initially. But you're going to feel it. You're going to end up with a sweet pump. Awesome. Any tips, any other tips you would give? Move faster than you think you should on the air squats. On the rows and the sit-ups, think about and question, if you're not as comfortable with the pull-ups and toes bar, question breaking them up smartly. Might be sets of five on the rows, might be sets of 10, depending on your capabilities, but don't go out like a bat out of hell and try to do 90 ring rows unbroken, otherwise you probably won't be able to get a pull-up. Good point. Just before I forget as well, uh, we have a, a lot of questions online in regards to the scaling options for the pull-ups, which are jumping pull-ups, I believe. Yes, Oops. yeah, yeah. So with, I'm just bringing up the scout option for the more specifics here, but with the jumping pull-up, you need to set yourself up on a block where when you're standing on the block and you reach over your head, the pull-up bar should be six inches above the top of the athlete's head. So if I'm standing on top of a block or even on the floor, depending on how tall you are, your pull-up bar needs to be six inches above the top of your head. With this one, you then reach overhead and obviously your arms will be way above the pull-up bar. You grab onto that bar and your arms, if your arms are way above your pull-up bar, if they're not, you have ridiculously short arms, but you grab onto the pull-up bar, your arms will be bent. To start the rep, you need to squat down so your arms are straight. This is important. Every pull-up always starts with straight arms at the bottom. So you need to squat down so your arms are straight. From there, you can jump as well, as much as you need to get your chin over the bar. On the way back down, same deal again. You've got to then re-straighten the arms at the bottom before you go again for the next rep. A lot of people, I love watching these, not from a good way, but more so because it does provide me some entertainment. People, it literally looks like they're jumping on a trampoline or a pogo stick, and they never straighten their arms fully when you're doing that many reps. It is fast. So I really want to see some good standards from everyone here, guys. Be honest with yourselves. Lock those arms at the bottom. Get your chin over. Relock at the bottom. Overemphasize that. So next workout is test, uh, test six, which is the power one. Yeah. So these ones are usually really short. And Bobby D from Raw Strength Conditioning, this is a classic one from him because he always likes to program them with a barbell, with a short uh, sprint in, uh, aerobic uh, movement. Anaerobic. Anaerobic, sorry. Why would that be the best test for power? So when it comes to power in general with all these tests, we at, well, 
similar deal to before. I'm talking very general here. I haven't actually had a chat specifically as to why a power test or what we're trying to test with power. But my thoughts on this one is we've already tested a lot of long. We've already tested a lot of aerobic, real long stuff. We want to see how fast people can actually physically move. We want to see how much power output they can produce in a very short amount of time. So this one has a three minute time cap on it. Three minutes, you know it's going to be fast. I'm looking at, I'm, I reckon some people are going to finish this one sub two, maybe even sub 150 for the real fast people. What we're looking at here, the weight is moderately light for the majority of humans. The movement is easy to complete, but that means that you have to go quick. With a three minute time cap, being a race, being low-ish reps, and the barbell being light and it being easy movement, you're gonna have to go quick. So we're really trying to see how, how much people can dig into that pain cave, how anaerobic they can actually get, how well their body can produce lactic, uh, lactate, but also flush it out quickly enough so they don't end up getting that massive pump and just blowing up midway through. Because right. producing lactate is obviously, lactate is a fuel. So being able to produce that and use that for a workout like this is important. If you're a real aerobic person, you're probably never gonna do as well on this workout. That's, that's fair. So there's one question that I've been thinking about for a while with this workout, because I'm gonna to try to probably attempt this one. This is a fun one. Oh, I look forward to it. Should myself or anyone go unbroken on the thrusters? I would say to get a good score, you're going to need to. Right, but who should? You, with this one, I mean, and we'll talk about this movement in a second, but before and after the thrusters are some shuttle runs, really some suicide sprints. Suicide sprints slash running, I personally have never seen in any online qualifier before, so we'll talk about that one in just a second, because that is a great new movement. The thrusters here, the runs are gonna get the heart rate up. The legs will, will probably get a little bit burning. I'm sure we've all done some suicides before back in our sporting days as, as young kids and whatnot. Mm. They're great. The thrusters, the weight is light. If you know you can do Fran unbroken or if you can do the first 21 reps of Fran unbroken, you should be attempting to go as close as possible to unbroken on this. You put that bar down, you're not gonna to wanna to pick it up as fast. It's easy to have a five, 10 second rest, which with thrusters, there's an extra five to 10 reps gone. So mm -hmm. you can easily lose this workout by putting that bar down. But at the same time, you gotta maximize your own result here. So really think about it. Are you capable of going unbroken? If not, don't even try. Have that breakup plan. You know, it might be 20, 10, 15, 10, five, something like that. How are you gonna attempt it? Go on, broken. Full send this one, I reckon. See go. what I can do. Just before, uh, I don't think we mentioned the actual rep range. So the suicide sprints, it's two rounds of that, right? Yep. Five meters, 10 meters, 15? Yep, so you do five meters out, five meters back, 10 out, 10 back, 15 out, 15 back. That is one set. You repeat that for a second set. So again, after you've done the 15 out, 15 back, five out, five out, 10 out, 10 out, 15, 15, then you're done the suicides. Right. I guess also have crash mats at the end. I, I think <laughs> I found a lot of workouts that, especially these type um, type of fast three minute sprints, especially after a barbell work, you're going to, your legs are dead for that last two sets of uh, suicides. Trust me, they're not gonna be very fast after 30 thrusts, especially if they go unbroken. So yeah, this is gonna be pretty dangerous. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. 
Yeah. Uh, it will be an interesting to to uh, interesting one to watch as well from the gym standpoint because you're going to want the bar close by to where you run. You also need the space. You need to be able to have 15 meters yeah. of running space. Be mindful with this one. If you if there's a lot of you guys in the class doing it or in your gym doing it, really. Uh, you may need to have minimal heats here, so quite small heats. Unless you've got a monstrous gym, you may need to have quite small heats because 15 minutes is a solid amount of time. It's also going to take time, oh, sorry, take away space because you're going to have to film this one. You're going to have to film this one from about five or so meters away from, at least as a minimum, away from one end of the uh, running point, and you have to be able to get a foot over a line. So you're going to need to judge Purely otherwise your video will look ridiculous if you don't have a judge and you can't see the lines on the floor. So it may want to even be like, a if you can't get a judge, video looking almost down so you can see whether the feet are actually getting on the on the on over the line rather than uh, the video being on the floor like I would normally do. Right, would you have almost the video side onto the whole track just so you can maybe gauge if the foot's on the line or just before just in case it's a no rep? In a perfect world, if you've got a ton of open space, side on and slightly elevated above head height of the athlete and looking down at the floor so you can still see squat depth, etc., I believe would be the perfect way to actually set this workout up. All right. Would you do it outdoors? If, if space is available, of course, for an athlete that may be doing this workout at home. I'm just thinking logistically. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, I mean, I don't know many gyms who have 15 meters, 15 meter length that's not... Uh, restricted by a wall, a rig, or, you know, storage or anything like that. Some people are blessed with that one. Um, some people have over 15 meters, but a wall is blocking it. So, you know, the video may not be able to actually see all of the 15. So outside might be worth it, but also just be mindful of hold, taking your plates out there. You don't want to be throwing plates around on bitumen unless you've got some of those rubber mats. So just be careful with that one. I'm sure your gym owners won't love you if you're throwing barbells into cars. Good point. Uh, you reckon... Warming up for this one, just looking at it because it's such a short workout, yep. you want to prepare your lungs for that capacity, right? Yeah, your lungs, your legs. I would be definitely be waking up the body, go through some general mobility work, wake, wake up and warm up that thruster, make sure the Achilles are ready for the run. But then before going into this workout, I would be completing a few little five to 10 second air bike blasts, then say. jumping onto the thrusters, doing you know three to five reps to really focus on that sprint effort. Give yourself a couple of minutes rest, maybe repeat again, then about a five minute rest, and then boom, attack it. Would you repeat any of these workouts, by the way? Because this one specifically is quite short. Out of all six, for me personally, I definitely do not want to repeat that row burpee one ever. But this one, I think you are going to, unless you've completely stuffed up in one of your previous workouts pacing lines, I think this one will be the highest chance of repeating and maybe getting a second or two better, and that second or two can actually pay off massively on the leaderboard. Right. Just because there is going to be such a little small margin between yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah. One rep in a previous workout, like that gymnastic skill test, I don't think will pay off that much. But depending on where you are clumping, though, but one second in this one could pay off massively. And just before we close off, just want to give a big thanks to the people involved in these workouts and in these releases, we got Mel Robinson, who is organizing basically the entire events here. At AFFF. The AFFF, the Masters HQ as well. Mm-hmm. I believe the Aussie Throwdown as well. And we have Bobby D, who has been doing all the programming. He's from Raw Strength and Conditioning. We have Chasing Bearboard Supplies and Ella Mir, who have 
done the media and is the official equipment sponsors. Ed Morrison from Pounds to Kilos. He does the voiceovers for the qualifier workouts. And of course you, man, Carter Douglas, for doing the demo videos, demoing all the videos. Besides you making me pretty much do every workout just for the films, I do actually quite find it pretty fun. Yeah, it well, is good. I'm glad to be like involved in all this. It's pretty exciting. It feels like we're pioneers of something a little bit bigger. Uh, well, I think that basically does it for this week. This podcast went for way longer than we usually go for. So, any closing remarks, my man? No, nothing at all. Thanks heaps for listening, guys. Uh, next few episodes, we'll probably recap once we actually see some uh, leaderboards and see where everyone's going from there, see who's qualifying or whatnot. Um, if you guys have any questions... Yeah, Ask shoot us away. some questions. Yeah, uh, comment below anywhere where this video, or oh, sorry, this podcast is posted. We'll kindly answer them on the next podcast. Sweet. See you later, guys. Thanks heaps for listening. Catch ya.